Welcome to a mini episode of Piecing It Together. I just wanted to squeeze this one in on this fine April Fool's Day to give a little shout out to the new Tommy Wiseau, Greg Sestero, Opus, Best Friends. I just recorded a full episode of it with my friend Ryan Darty, but since I already have two episodes scheduled for release this week, instead of moving everything around, I figured a mini to hold us over would be good. And after I'm done with my spiel here, I'll play an excerpt from the full episode as a little preview. But on this mini episode, I'm also going to give you an update on what's coming soon, why you should see Best Friends, which is having a special screening at theaters around the country tomorrow, April 2nd. It was also on March 30th. That's when I caught it. And I'll also tell you a little story. Um, I guess we'll start off with the story first. And the reason why this movie, Best Friends, is so close to my heart and The Room and Tommy Wiseau are so close to my heart Um me and my friend Q were at a film festival all the way back in, I believe it was 2004, and we we're trying to figure out what to see next. This was at the uh, the Palms, and it was not Cinevegas. This was back when Cinevegas used to happen at the Palms, but this one was not Cinevegas. Um, and I believe it was called like the New York Film Festival. It was this weird fringe festival that like I, I don't think it's happened since, and it never happened before it just i don't i don't even know how we ended up there but we, we saw like a documentary or something we saw another film and then we were walking around in the lobby trying to figure out what to see next and this strange man walked up to us he had this long hair and dark sunglasses and this really thick accent as he came up to us and said hey how about you come see my movie and we were just like uh okay what, what's your movie He's like, oh, it's a great movie. You come see it. It's, it's a great time. You come see it. It's a very good movie. And uh, so I was, of course, in full-on uh, promotion mode for my music at that point and I had business cards on me. And so, you know, I told him that I was a music composer and handed him one of my cards. And he said, oh, yeah, music. I love music. I spent $2 million on score for this movie. You come see it. So, uh yeah, my Tommy was so is not really that good, but you know, I'll do my best for you guys. But um anyway, we 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 decided to just go with them and we walked in with him into the uh theater and uh the movie was just starting and I don't think anybody had any idea what to expect because this was literally the third screening of the room that ever happened outside of Los Angeles. Um it was not the cult hit yet that it became it was not even a uh, a midnight screening type of thing. It was just something that Tommy and all of them had screened a few times here and there in L.A., but it had not caught on yet. It was not something anyone had really heard of. No one knew to throw spoons at the screen. No one knew any of the quotes or any of the lines or any of that. But within minutes, this theater was, I mean, when I say erupting in laughter, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. That's just how insane it all was. Um, Q has a habit of punching me in the arm when something funny happens in a movie. And he was just beating the shit out of me in the theater. We were crying and screaming and, you know, the rest is pretty much history from that point. We all know the room at this point. We've all seen the disaster artist, the, the movie from James Franco about the making of the room. And, you know, it's become an entire phenomenon. And, uh, 
you know, it's just definitely a feather in our hats that we get to say that we were at one of the first ever screenings and were invited by the man himself into that screening. Um, Unfortunately, he never called me for music or anything, but, you know, I could still dream. Maybe one day it'll happen. Or maybe he'll come on this show one of these days to uh, talk about one of his movies, the inspirations for making them. That would be pretty damn awesome, I think. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that brings us to today uh, with the release of Best Friends, the movie, the reunion of Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero. And uh, if you're in one of the major cities where it's showing uh, – tomorrow night again it's april 2nd make sure to check out fathom events to uh, see if it's showing at a theater near you and get tickets and go see it because um you'll find out in our full-length review uh what we thought of it but it was a uh wild fun time and pretty damn worthy of being the follow-up to the room uh it was pretty damn insane and i definitely think you guys should check it out when you get the chance to um like i said tomorrow night april 2nd it's gonna be your, probably your last time for a while uh unless you live in la or something where they do screenings all the time but hopefully it'll uh, come out in some wider form soon enough too if you don't get a chance to see it um so anyway aside from that Coming up on this show, piecing it together, um, tomorrow I'm going to be posting the episode of Tomb Raider, and then later on this week I'm going to be posting the episode on the Hurricane Heist. There are two great episodes. Um, I got TJ Cross on the first one and Chad Clinton Freeman on the other one. And, uh, oh, and speaking of which, Ryan Darty, first time guest to the show, uh, he's a programmer, friend of mine. We've worked together on some projects, uh, and he is an all around room aficionado. Uh, he is the one that's joining me on Best Friends. So, yeah, got some great episodes coming up. Um, as always, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app of choice, rate and review the show uh, on iTunes, uh, share the show, send us some feedback. We want to know how you're enjoying the show. You can email me at bydavidrosen at gmail.com. And uh, that about does it for this mini episode. I am going to leave you now with a little snippet of the full Best Friends episode. And then as I did with the previous mini episode and what I'm going to be doing for a while now is end the entire show with a piece of my music uh, because I am currently in the process of promoting my new album, A Different Kind of Dream. So I'll be ending all these episodes with a uh, piece of my music. So enjoy it. And as always, thanks for listening. I, I would actually like I'm going to definitely have to see it again sure. and ma make a final decision. Sure. Um, and spoiler alert for the end of this episode, oh, yeah. when, when when we actually go into a full on little mini review, I'm probably going to do spoilers throughout my other references. too. So. Uh, oh, that, that's that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But but no, I actually laughed a lot more than I expected to like whether it was the Easter egg moments sure. or just in general, the insanity of this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I fully understand anyone who watches this and says, Oh, it's just the room light and it, you know, sure, it's nowhere sure. near as good. I, I totally get that, but I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, I, <laughs> like I, I was laughing the whole time, it, but I enjoy watching bad movies that are not famous for being bad. You know, Right, right. The people right. I win it with, it's used to like Rocky Horror Picture Show, The Room, stuff where it's not just that it's 
bad, it's like spectacle involved too. And then yes. whereas yes. like this is the kind of movie, um, and this is honestly the first thing I said to my friend when we got out, is if it didn't have Tommy and Greg in it, this would be a movie that you would see at 2 p.m. on a Sunday on Showtime Beyond. Where it would be yeah, like, it's absolutely. just a little bit of a creepy thriller ish like it kind of always hints that there's something more mysterious and sinister uh, but never actually mm -hmm. does any of that and otherwise it's just a pretty schlocky movie exactly uh, i definitely enjoyed watching it though uh yeah sure <laughs> yeah to tommy uh tommy in a lot of ways makes the movie i mean yeah. greg's great too um but tommy i mean i i know that the main reason obviously for this movie to exist is to try to make lightning strike twice sure and I would say almost every time he opens his mouth, it does. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, so this... he is so electric in this movie, and it's, it's insane. You wouldn't expect it. So this movie taps into something that The Room only accidentally tapped into, which is, right. and it comes up if you see things in interviews, too, where if you get him in the right mood, Tommy is not just funny to watch on camera. He's genuinely endearing um <laughs> right like you almost feel like he's like your bashful little brother or something like that and there's a few scenes in the room that it's like you almost stop looking at tommy as a mysterious person who probably killed someone in poland in the 20s and stole their identity and moved here and sold his soul to a witch for eternal life but you look at him like a little puppy instead and you're like oh man that's that's tommy he just wants to play basketball with his friends and have a good time and it's um like i felt like this movie had a lot more of those moments of just like I'm enjoying watching Tommy try to connect to another person in some way, um, and you yeah. can tell that on some level they genuinely are best friends, you know, off camera and stuff yeah. like that, and that really does come through. What would you credit the success of actually uh, bringing that personality out of Tommy again? Um, would you would you credit more to Greg Sestero's script or to? Uh, this director, Justin McGregor, who I was not familiar with before. I think he only really had yeah. one other movie. Um, um, huh. I have not seen Tommy in very much else. Like, I've seen a few clips of him in Samurai Cop 2 and on Tim and Eric. Um, right. So, I don't know. But I feel like in interviews recently, Tommy has been getting better and better at kind of rolling with the punches of how weird he is. And right, not just right. in like a try hard kind of way. Like it used to kind of seem like he was being obtuse for the sake of being obtuse. That's, that's exactly the point I was getting at. Yeah, because in after the room got its popularity, yeah. uh, it, it never it always felt forced. Yes. You know, it, it never felt real. Um, yeah. In this, it feels real again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Which is which is a beautiful thing. Uh,